Hello, welcome to J&J Radio with your hosts, J&J. Well, NBA fans, basketball fans all over the world, it is officially over. The Los Angeles Lakers have bursted the bubble and won the championship in a Game 6 beatdown of the Miami Heat. The final score was 106-93, to which was actually not indicative of the way the game went. The Lakers jumped out to an early lead in the second quarter. They were up at one point, 28 points, which is the second largest lead in the history of the NBA Finals, just below a 30-point lead that the Celtics had over the Lakers in Game 1 of the 85 Finals, which is ironic because tonight the Lakers tied the Celtics with 17 NBA championships each, and they're leading the way far and away in the NBA with those Finals. Now, of course, Finals MVP was LeBron James. He finished tonight with 28-point put out. 14 rebounds, and he pretty much did everything on offense and defense. Anthony Davis also had a great game. He chipped in with 19 points, 15 rebounds. On the losing side, Bam Adebayo finished with 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists. But again, the story of tonight was the Lakers and their hot start and how they just seemed to completely take control of the game early in the second quarter. JT Mag1, also known as Statman Jason Gibbons, what did you think about the game, brother? So I thought that this game was over quickly. By the first quarter, definitely in the second quarter, uh, it was clear that the Heat were overmatched. Uh, they were out of gas. They were undermanned. The second half was just a formality. LeBron James was amazing. Anthony Davis, he controlled the game in a way that I don't think you're going to see in a box score when you look and see how many points he scored, how many shots he blocked. But he was causing turnovers just by being present. Like the Heat did not know what to do. They came out in game five, one game away from elimination, but they were confident and they played well. Um, this game, they looked like a scared group of young players who mm-hmm. weren't ready for the moment. I agree. I agree. And like you said, they were up 28 points at half. And, you know, the coach and me, I was saying to you guys in the group chat, I was like, you know, Miami has a chance to come back. But a lot of our friends were like, nope, it's over. But I was like, in theory, if you're in halftime, you're in there, you're talking you're talking to your guys, you're saying, hey, you know, we're down by, excuse me, we're down by a few points, but all we need to do is chip into this lead. So in theory, if we're down by 28, if we can cut this thing to 14 to start the fourth quarter, and then if we can cut it to under seven with about two minutes to go, we're right in this game. But they never made a run. They were never able to kind of take charge of the game. They were never able to um, make that wave and really punch the Lakers coming out of halftime. So it's interesting. The Lakers just the Lakers knew that they were going to have a punch, but they never had that punch that the Lakers had to quote-unquote withstand. Yeah, you know, the Lakers, I think they had the sense of, uh, the, sense of the moment. In, in the last game, Anthony Davis had aggravated his foot injury. So you know that an injury, you're right around the corner from being outmanned, right? The same thing that happened to the Heat uh, Heat twice in the same game. Absolutely. So um, they were not taking any chances. Uh, They were going to end the game in game six. I think that they were annoyed that they didn't win game five, especially with a couple of lapses at the end of the game. In the Kobe jerseys, yep. Yeah, selling the record in the Kobe jerseys. Yeah, so like you said, I think that they knew, like, hey, we didn't do what we were supposed to do in game five. But we really got to put our foot on their on their uh, 
you know, on their throats and take their hearts this game because nobody wants to go to a game seven when you've led in a series three to one because then the other team has all the momentum. And like you said, anything can go wrong in game seven because it's literally winner take all. It's, it's damn near the NCAA tournament. Anything could happen in game seven. So nobody wants to go to, go to a game seven, especially if you're leading. Right. But, uh, yeah, LeBron James, I mean, what else can we say about the man? 17 years in, he's still top one, two, three, depending on who you ask in the NBA, depending on what basketball fan uh, you ask. It's, it's, it's really unprecedented that he's playing at this, such, that this uh, high of a level, this late in his career. And like you said, one of the only you know, players that we can think of or athletes that's up there with them is Serena Williams to be doing this for this long at such a high level, it's it's almost, it's mind-boggling. And, and you wonder, like, how does he keep doing this? And I had a conversation with a friend of mine tonight, and I was explaining to her, you know, he, he spends about a million dollars in upkeep of his body because his body is his money maker. So he has to put a lot into it in terms of recovery. He eats the best food. He's always on cutting edge in terms of uh, medical technology. So it makes sense that, that uh, coupled with good genetics, and being in organizations that, you know, use his mind and allow him to play at a high level, it just speaks volumes uh, as to what this man has done over the past almost two decades now. Yeah, here's an interesting stat for you. Seven times a player has scored 500 points or more, got uh, 150 rebounds or more, and 150 assists or more throughout the course of the uh, playoffs. I'm going to read you all the players. Uh, 1987, it was Larry Bird. 2007, it was LeBron James. 2013, it was LeBron James. 2015, 16, 18, and 2020, it was LeBron James. The ability to impact the game on every level uh, for this period of time is just remarkable. You can have your arguments about who your favorite player is, and uh, who you think is the best player ever and all that good stuff. I'm not ready to have that conversation right now, but I right. just want to point out that he's kind of in a league of his own in terms of this type of production. Right. And another another fun fact about the Lakers, the Lakers became the first team in league history to go undefeated when taking the lead into the fourth quarter. They went 57-0 and in the regular season and the playoffs. And just so everybody knows, the Lakers spent 95 days in the bubble they went three and five in their tune-ups, but they just tried to get to the playoffs with no injuries because they whooped on Portland, they beat the Rockets, they beat the Nuggets, and then they took care of the Miami Heat. But I'm just really proud of all the teams that took part in the bubble because these young these young men played their hearts out. Uh, they had a lot on their minds. They kept the social justice uh, or social injustice. Uh, on the forefront of everything that was going on, and they took care of business, and the Lakers just played at a high level. And the Miami Heat also played at a high level as well because nobody thought that they would run through the East the way they did coming in as, I think, a five seed with one quote-unquote star and Jimmy Butler. And this is the first year that that team has been together with this nucleus. So they've also did an outstanding job playing at a high level, and them along with the Lakers both failed to make the playoffs last year and went all the way to the NBA Finals this year. So shout out to Coach Spolstra, his staff, the front office, and those players on the other side as well because they played an outstanding uh, bubble and playoff run, and I'm sure they're going to be back. They're just going to have to retool. Their players are going to be a lot more uh, advanced coming next year, having played in the bubble, 
having played together, having made it all the way to the NBA Finals. So I don't think the Heat are going anywhere in the East. I don't think the Heat are going anywhere in the East either. They're not going to the Finals. <laughs> uh, they might not even be going to the Conference Finals. I think the, the bubble, what it did for young teams, and I might have mentioned this before, it reduced a lot of the stress mm-hmm. in playing an NBA playoffs. And I think that if next year uh, is any any closer to normal at all around playoff time, you're not going to be looking at a team like the Heat overcoming those hurdles. I think you've got to consider some of the changes that are going to be made. Um, Brooklyn's going to be a brand new team. The Bucks are going to be back. And Boston's going to be back. And Miami's going to be back. And it's going to be fun. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the East um, and how it plays out next year because um, it's looking more and more competitive, um, just like the, uh, just like the West is already very competitive. Right, and like we always we already know that Coach, well, I was going to say Coach Riley, that GM Pat Riley does a lot in the off season in terms of off season acquisitions. He was one of the big key players in uh, pulling the big three together. I guess you would call it the big three. Um, with Bosch, Wade, and LeBron back in the day. So uh, Pat Riley is always looking to retool. He's looking to think, he's looking at things that he can add to the team to make them more competitive. So I think he's not going to just sit by, but I think they're going to try to build on this success. And it's also one thing that Coach Spolstra and his staff can always point to throughout the season next year. He can always point to these times in the bubble of this season when nobody gave them a chance, when nobody thought they would make it to the finals. Nobody thought they would beat the Lakers one game, and they took them to, what, six games. So I think a lot of this will give his young guys a uh, a mental boost going into next season and playing throughout the season because there's so many variables that we don't even know about next season. It may be many bubbles. It may be one big bubble. So there's a lot that I feel like this young team could build on going forward and if they get another free agent this offseason, I'm telling you, look out for the Miami Heat next year in the East. So that comment you just made, the last four words, mm-hmm. that's going to be a big deal for the other teams. They're going to be looking for the Miami Heat all season long, using them as a measuring rod because they're the Eastern Conference champions. And I just think that their road over the course of the season, however long it may be, is going to be different than it was this year and and different in a way that makes it harder for them. Agreed, agreed. And as a coach, you can you can look at your guys in the eye when it's a raucous environment and the fans are back and everything is rocking and rolling. You can say, look at me, fellas, it's only basketball. Let's pull on those same experiences that took us deep in the playoffs, took us to the NBA finals when it was just us. It was just basketball and it's just five people across from you. All you have to do is channel your mind, block out everything around you, and just remember, it's just basketball. And when it was just basketball, we went just below the apex of the basketball world. We were right there. So just remember, everything that's going on around you has nothing to do with what's going on right here on this court. When it was just basketball, we were in a basketball bubble. We played really well. So I think that's something that they can always uh, point out to and fall back on as a coaching staff and as a, as a front office. But time will tell, like anything. So yeah, Right now, we're just going to celebrate this Lakers championship, the greatest franchise in NBA history. Agreed, agreed. So, um, again, we'll wrap this up. 
J&J Radio. I'm Jonathan Harper. That's my trusty sidekick, co-pilot, Jason Givens. We just want to give a special shout out to everybody that's been listening throughout the bubble. This is not our last broadcast about the bubble. This is just our last post-game analysis about the bubble, meaning we'll be back with a full bubble breakdown. It might be two or three episodes because there's so much to unpack. So don't think we're done with the bubble. We're just done talking about the games that just finished in the bubble. But we want to also give a a special shout out to all the Laker fans around the world and tell the Laker fans here in L.A. and everywhere else, please be careful with how you party and how you uh, gather. Make sure you have your social distancing on. Make sure you have your mask. If you want to pop bottles and have a good time, please do it in the confines of your own home or your apartment or in a small space. Please don't go downtown and and party and uh, have a spike in COVID because that's the last thing we want to do as LA fans is to have a spike in COVID and see some of those amazing fans who waited, what, over a decade, Jay, since they won a championship? 10 years. Yeah, we don't want to see you guys go, you know, waiting 10 years, you have an amazing moment, and then you get sick with COVID and or somebody else you know that's close to you gets sick with COVID. So please, please, instead of just uh, party responsibly with alcohol, party responsibly with, with COVID in the back of your mind. Because, again, we're happy that the Lakers won. As basketball fans, we want, we want you guys to be safe as well. Yes, and uh, I just add uh, to that sentiment, let's not sully the Lakers championship with our bad behavior. Absolutely. And a lot of Laker fans uh, and basketball, I guess you would say more so L.A. fans, the Dodgers are still in the playoffs, so you might have another uh, championship celebration coming up as well. So be very mindful of how you guys celebrate and what you do when you do celebrate because, again, this is a special time we're living in. It's not as simple as just going around you know, um, L.A. Live and the Staples Center and partying in the streets because we've seen a few people do that on local news, and we want you guys to stay safe because – uh, you know, we want you here. We want your family here celebrating more championships to come in L.A. and uh, as basketball fans in general. So that'll wrap it up on our end. Jay, uh, you want to add anything on J&J Radio before we uh, wrap this post game up of the Lakers wrapping up their 17th championship? Uh, no, remember to stay tuned and remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can get alerted when the new episodes are available. Absolutely. And make like you said, make sure you put us – on your alerts. Don't just uh, mute us because, you know, we don't we're not on a specific schedule where we give you a release every Tuesday, every Thursday. So when we do drop heat, we want you guys to know that we got heat dropping and we want you guys to listen and spread the word. But again, we appreciate it from uh, all over the world. We've been getting some some good traction all over the world. People listening to J&J Radio, not only here in Southern California and in the U.S., we just want to Say we appreciate it from uh, multiple continents, and uh, we're looking forward to the future. And again, we have more and more coming with J and J Radio. I'm one of your trusty hosts, Jonathan Harper, along with Jason Givens. I am the Hammer. He's Statman. We are out till next time. <laughs>